Welcome to another Player 2 E3 2021 conference recap. I'm joined by Mr. Ryan Betson, or I should, let's be real, call you by your real name, Mr. Ubisoft Betson. We're talking Ubisoft today. Ryan, thanks for coming aboard to to share all your thoughts on their E3 2021 conference. Thanks for coming on, mate. No, wor- no worries, man. Thanks for the invite. Like the only E3 thing that I'm doing uh this year i kind of like stayed away from like playstation aren't there i don't really need to think about it and you're like hey man come talk ubisoft and i was like you know what why not just whispered some sweet nothings in your ear and here you are that's pretty much what went down that's pretty much what (laughs) went down but like i i feel that i should when i like to say ryan ubisoft betson it's sort of the the fact i love the game maybe not so much their business practices as of late the games go all right i should want to clarify that because although just like ubisoft the company i too am a garbage person but not in the same way <laughs> nah mate nice you're, to, sell, you're selling yourself short but uh yeah the company a little bit garbage at points yeah so they had their conference we're going to talk through all the things that we saw the things we liked the things that we didn't we'll kind of go beat for beat and then probably visit the games that they didn't show in any way shape or form a little bit later on they kick things off with a fairly lengthy presentation dedicated to rainbow six extraction as it's now known not quarantine of course they needed to rename that because there's an ugly stigma attached to that what do you think of what you saw i like it a lot actually so like for me the one of the biggest problems that i had with uh siege is the whole pvp part the entire center point of what siege is built on uh is, is the game with the game is because the game. i am trash at pvp like dead set like anytime that other people's skill gets involved i am just absolutely written off so and the fact i forget the walls are destructible so i was hiding in a corner <laughs> and the wall just caved and i got shanked and it was like it was absolute chaos but with here it's pv it's pve so it's you and a group of people like using the same characters because i love the operators in in siege like they have such a cool range of, of, of oh, yeah. operators and will have cool strengths and abilities and I, every time i hear about a new one i always want to go back into the game and then i get pulverized into the dirt so i bounce out again um you know, so like we're here, I, I love the idea of getting to work together. I come to learn today that I think they mentioned it in the presentation as well, but I, I must have missed it, that this is actually set off like a small little one-off week thing that they did in Siege a while ago. Because I was watching I it that. and I'm like, this this feels like it should have been, like it was originally a zombie idea that they then shifted to aliens. But no, apparently there was a thing in Siege X amount of time ago was something, it was called like the Chimera or something, not to be oh. confused with with resistance don't, but don't be doing um, that Yubi. yeah <laughs> we want resistance back but, so yeah so it's a, it's, a, it's a pull from that idea and then expanded so for me i you know i, I like i don't mind multiplayers if i'm playing with my friends and this seems to be something that i could play with my mates yourself included Padge. and oh yeah i'll be in on this you know yeah i'm super keen yeah I, like you i couldn't get into siege for the exact same reasons i'm shit at video games especially competitive ones and so except for you know, as you and your community know crash bandicoot the original that's the famed the famed stream that one but anyway um <laughs> not not great especially in the in the shooter space i'm just not that good and i don't have the like, reflex i got old man reflexes now yeah and even and i think kind of the nature of what we both do for our respective outlets too is that like we play a game for a little while we maybe start to get decent at it even if it's got a multiplayer we start to get decent and then We've been sent a new release or just a new game comes out and we move on. So maybe when that itch starts to emerge and you want to go play it again, you come back and you get your ass kicked because everyone else has yeah. just continued to get better while we've just plateaued and maybe even gotten worse. So oh, it's yeah, kind of been 
for, for not just Siege, but heaps of other games, that's been a big issue for me. But this, it's not going to suffer from that problem at all. We can be, we can get all three or four of us plebs together and maybe Max can carry us because he's probably good. He, um, Max, is very good at shooting games. So, sure. But like the, the the big vibes that I got from this, though, is it felt a lot like the Dark Zone of The Division, which obviously being yeah. massive fan of The Division too. Um, it's really pulling in that risk and reward, right? You know, do you push forward? You know, you've extracted all your weapons or your loot or whatever. Do you then keep pushing forward or do you extract yourself out? Uh, and, and like, to me, that's the big thing. And then obviously that risk and reward has a extra layer. So if your operator gets taken out in the course of battle, in the course of the, in the excursion, uh, they're MIA. You have to literally go back in and extract them out. And I love that because like, rather than that just being like, oh, well, we... Yeah, like, oh, we fucked it up, that's okay, and then we'll just go at it again. Like, oh, no, we've actually... I Hopefully it makes you sort of pull your punches a little bit. Yeah, play a little bit. I have a feeling that when it's PvE... Yeah, when it's PvE, you might get, like, some mild, like, arcade shootery sort of vibes from it. So you might be like, I'm just going to run into the room and go to town and lose a lot of the things that make Siege unique. Yep. But I think putting these some of, like, these things that would make you play a little bit more conservative might be um, just a smarter call. And coming out kind of soon, September. Yeah, man. Which caught me it's off guard. Much, much the back in the year, so I'm in. So I, yeah, I'm I'm keen on that. Another game that I saw you were kind of interested in is Rocksmith uh, Plus. Yeah, Rocksmith Plus, the follow up to kind of Rocksmith from years ago. My first blush impression was, oh shit, they're not they're not trying to like okay, Guitar Hero and Rock Band are gone. They're not going to go for it all in, are they? And they're not. So no. So cool. Rocksmith was always the the response to to rock band and guitar hero everyone's like why don't you learn a new why don't you learn a fucking real instrument and then rocksmith's like okay so they created a game that's designed around you learning a, a guitar for the first time so previously it had this weird little dongle it was all kind of integrated in, into the console or the, or the or the pc um where here they've gone it's a similar approach but they've added a subscription service to it as well so you they have uh, allegedly thousands of songs in their backlog from a wide range of artists all... Including soundtracks to their own games. I saw Rayman Legends was in there, for example. The closest yeah, we got to Rayman during this conference, damn it. <laughs> so, like, it's a, I, like, I like that as an idea. And I'm thinking that, like, maybe... Because I've got an old, like, 1961 Maiden guitar. Like, it's this beautiful old thing. So, before Gibson was able to ship to Australia, Maiden made their own equivalent. So, it kind of looks like an old-school Gibson. It's beautiful... But it's also like really old and not true. Not, not it wasn't. It's not a Gibson, but it's like it's it's a really lovely guitar, and I've always wanted to learn. And but I've just, I'm a I'm a drummer. Like my ADHD brain works best with the drummer space. So I can just be like, <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, I can't do any of them. So whatever. I don't know. Yeah. What so I don't I, know what that means I, for me. I would like to give it a bell, and I think maybe this could be a great little opportunity for a small little mini series to sort of go on the back of my content. Just sort of like, you know, like we have on For The Players, which is the PlayStation podcast, for those that don't know. Um, part of it, you know, we have our Get Less Fat update where we talk about our weight loss journeys because both Max and I are on weight loss journeys. To that, like, so how did your guitar going this week? I'm like, oh, not much further. Yeah, cool. I mean, like, it'd be cool to sort of have that little ongoing thing and see whether at least under a window of time I can learn a particular song or learn something like that. I thought that would be an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, that'd be sweet, dude. I'd I'll be, I mean, I tune into the show anyway, but I'll, I'll switch on and listen to that bit. And, you know, what have I learned yeah, to play this like, week? What, oh, I, I learned, learned how to play a G. Yeah, oh, I learned right a C chord. Oh, hey, you know. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, it seems kind of cool. And yeah, the the fact that they're going to be supporting with thousands of songs, and presumably they're going to continue to update it, like what the old game did, like what we saw from Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Like and... Rock Band still release songs on a weekly basis. They're never yeah. as good as they used to be, but they are still doing it. But with that, like they are they're gamifying that learning experience. And once again, my brain that works. If you gamify something, I'm suddenly more invested. Yeah. I mean, you can use uh, your phone as a microphone. They're adding support for different sorts of guitars as well. They were yeah, so it's acoustic, acoustic, it's electric, electric. And, and bass. So I presume that if you're electric or a bass, you probably need to have an amp nearby for the microphone to pick up. Yep. But if you own one of them, you probably have an amp anyway. So it's not as yep. if you don't have everything that you need. It's not, it's not a reach. Yeah, it, it's 100% doable. So you just put your phone on top of the amp and then you play away and you should be all right. I love the idea because, you know, what, what was that what was that Blizzard thing? You all have phones, don't you? Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> as that in, that integration is, is Diablo Immortal. a good way to go about it. Yeah, Diablo Immortal. Uh, Riders Republic. I can't, I can't speak too much to it myself. Like, there was obviously a fair bit of content there. It's not really a poor game, but I can't argue that it looks good for what it is. It looks cool. Like, it looks as whichever the team was, they fucking were so confident that Steep was going to land. And it didn't. Didn't. So they're like, shit, well, we already had a sequel planned, so let's run with it. I get Like, that's how I read it. Because, like, it feels like Steep. It looks like Steep. The example I heard today was it looks like Steep and and the crew mushed together. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, like some so of the high-octane stuff in terms of, like, there's that flying... Like Jetpacky jet thing, and... thing. Then you've got skateboards. Then you've got uh, not skateboards. Sorry, uh, snowboards. You've got uh, there's probably skateboards in it as well. I'm sure. Like they've got everything, which is yeah, from the manual to the high octane stuff. So lots of choice. Yeah, and I think that I think that's that's not too bad for me. I think that's a pretty good little thing. Like I I might check it out of curiosity, but Steam wore out a uh, steep. Sorry, wore out really really quickly. Like, even though the entire concept is just get to the top of the hill and ride down it, which is exactly what you should be doing on a snowboard and or whatever the fucking skis. But it, it, play, it didn't play out that well in the game. Because like, cause there was no real objective. There was no real goals. It was just like, go to an event and do a thing. Like, there wasn't that big experience. There was multiplayer things, but it didn't really have that multiplayer engagement, yep. I feel. And with this, is with, with with Steep specifically, they are like they're really channeling that competitively fun online space because they showed a screenshot. They showed some screens of you know sixty four players in a downhill b- yeah. mountain bike race. Like if they can hit that co- kind of like Fall Guys sort of space where it's that fun, you know, next yeah, there might be like challenge. some ne- uh, like Last Man Standing sort of idea. If they could bake that into it as well, then you've just suddenly created yourself a battle royale concept in there as well. Exactly. Play Battle Royale it, but with like extreme sports, I think that might tick a lot of boxes for people and that may have some success. I might They're actually come around if they did that. Colorful, I think it should do well. Yeah. The next one's kind of a very brief section here. We're yeah, going to kind of touch I, on. I might win me over, I think. Yeah. Next one we're going to kind of touch on is a, a brief section here with some updates from a whole bunch of different games. So, uh, firstly, there's Rainbow Six Siege. We touched on it before when we were talking about quarantine and the fact that uh, it's getting crossplay. Now, you're a. You're a host of a PlayStation show. I once was mm-hmm. a host of a PlayStation show. And um, like that's interesting because obviously we've heard through this Apple Epic thing recently that uh, Sony is making people, like companies pay to enable crossplay. So good on Ubisoft for stumping I want to clarify on that. Everyone has, offer, everyone has access to that deal. PlayStation only wants to take part in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're just like, yeah, from, they're the from, yeah. We that, want yeah. that everyone has access, but 
they are they are correctly being like what do we get out of it that's the correct and like and yeah. they're not, not, not nothing wrong yeah not going to say they're doing anything right or wrong but that's kind of the, the situation we're in so good on ubisoft for kind of because you could easily get i could easily see why someone might get up on their high horse and say well the others aren't so fuck you guys you're out yeah but they're, they're playing ball and they want to get everyone involved and that's great whether whether sony's right or wrong or otherwise remains to be seen um you know that's subject to opinion but ubisoft making sure everyone can participate and that's cool the other bit was a whole bunch of updates to a whole bunch of different games. So they were talking about Ghost Recon Breakpoint and the fact that there's the 20th anniversary this year. I'm so baffled that game's still getting supported. Ubisoft just like even when their game, even when they put out a shit game, they keep supporting. I mean, you know, we've seen which one was the the the, the dud? Was it Crew One or Crew Two? I think it was Crew One, right? Crew One was a dud. Like, yeah, that Crew still Two did a lot well. Got a long, long life of support, didn't it? Look at look at For Honor. Like For Honor isn't that crash hot, and it's in year five, season something. Like it's yeah. bonkers. I think they just back themselves in to be able to make these games into something at some point, or build mm. enough of a community to justify it. So credit to them though. Like that, that means they obviously have at least some faith in their thing, because most of the companies would drop it and be like, "Nah, it's done." But they're like, yeah. "No, no, we believe this can be something. We're going to support it." So, so I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, Valhalla's getting a whole, like the, they said it's for the first time ever in the franchise that it's going to be getting a second year of content. I'm like, bullshit, you just did it with the last game in Odyssey. But, you know, anyway, whatever. Um, they're also adding the w- Discovery mode, the one where you can kind yeah, of Yeah, so tour. they're adding that like museum-esque Discovery mode where they we can kind of just go and piss fight around and learn things. They did it with Odyssey. They did it with uh, Origins, which yeah. is mad. Um, they talked that they added that they're going to go like the Viking invasion of France or something. Yeah. And there's, uh, looks like, uh, there's going to be some Valheimy sort of things, you know, they're going to pretty dope. Get Norsey. Um, the, th- the thing that baffles me about this though, right? The numbers are that only 16% of all players of Assassin's Creed Valhalla saw end credits. I haven't. So I haven't. I like, so close. Not the question is because the game is like seventy thousand hours long. For no, yeah. they told us it was shorter, and then it wasn't. Like the fuck. So my argument here is, well, end game content fantastic for those that have finished it, but like, if, yeah. if no one's finishing it, where's the demand for this? I guess the the sixteen percent, if they can squeeze the money from even half of that group, yeah. then yeah, that I guess more so. than justifies itself. I guess the. I guess the so. The front end expenses have already been. I mean, they've already made their money back. Clearly. They've made their money back. Yeah. But um, even of that small slice of the pie, if even half of them adopt it, that's probably a profit, I guess, or justified enough. Anyway, well, yeah, um, they're not building it from scratch or anything. They're just kind of adding to it. Yeah. I guess some parts are built from scratch, but you know, there's the the return on investment is probably pretty high. And some of it's probably built on stuff that they were looking to fix up anyway. They did regularly talk about how you know feedback from the communities informed us to do this and this and we're mm-hmm. going to add you know one-handed swords because that's what you wanted and all that sort of thing so i think some of that stuff that's being baked into what they're going to roll out in this second season is all based on community feedback and might have been stuff that just would have been patched in at some point anyway had it not been given a second year so i guess when you kind of pick in uh, pick through the minutiae of the whole thing you can probably eat away at the the fancy claims they're making but still quite cool i'm, I'm keen yeah. on but um, the, yeah, it's it's once again it's good that they're supporting things for longer, yeah. knowing full well that there's not going to be an Assassin's Creed this year, so it's kind of nice. I'm glad they're not doing one this year again. This two year rotation is much better for the franchise and those who play it, especially since it takes two years to finish each game. Can it, or more? What about does it, does Just Dance 2022 do anything for you at all? 
No, not at not no, all. Me either. Not at all. No. But I, but I, I was, I was saying in in the that guy has in, very pink hair. Yeah, I was saying in the PlayStation Pod today uh, because we recorded it for coming up on on the Monday. Um, like I was like, I love that their commitment commitment to this as well because it it is that family friendly game. It always sells well, well enough. It's always the loudest booth it packs. Uh, oh, yeah. Like. There's obviously a diehard community for Just Dance, and it's probably mostly children, and that's not a bad thing. It's one of those circumstances of just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... The, it's, it's the same argument that we all make about all the people have made for years about EA or doing their conferences, and, oh, it's the, it's the Madden or the NBA or, you know, whatever segment. Like, I get it. It's not for you. It's not... I mean, I love sport, but the video game adaptations are not for me. Mm. But it is for someone, and a lot of it's a lot of people, and it's the same here with Just Dance. Like, and they did a pretty yeah. good job. I feel like they kept it fairly short and sharp, got to the point, and moved on. Yeah, it was not. It was nice and quick, and thankfully, without being with not being at a crowd, they didn't have you know a big out, uh, outlandish performance or anything. Oh, so, yeah. so the the performer that they got on on the show, they are a, uh, a like a YouTuber and a commit and a and a Todrick dancer, Hall. And, uh, Podrick Hall. So, I'm aware of him through Queer Eye on Netflix. Like oh, one, right, of, okay. one of one of the characters, they're sort of they one of their coming out goals was to meet uh podrick because that they were like an inspiration from from memory um and i i know that there's a lot of people on on youtube's younger audience that resonate resonate with with them and i think that's a great little connector because they're making sort of unique version of this song but looks like a unique film clip as well so okay. if, if you're a fan of them and you probably fit then I think it's likely you would fit the demo for Just Dance. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good pairing. I, I don't I don't see it as a bad thing. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't know Todrick at all. I just looked at him like, that guy has very pink hair. Yeah, Todrick, not Podrick. Cool. Podrick's the guy from Game of Thrones. My bad. Yes, yes, yes. I, just, I was impressed by the pink hair. Like that yeah. that had me won over straight away. So that was enough to, for Just Dance 2022 to get its big tick in the conference for me. They focused on some TV and film stuff. We can probably brush over that for the most part. They were promoting uh, Mythic Quest Season 2, which they were really trying to drive home because the, the second season is close to wrapping up. So it's, you yeah, know, Mythic Quest chance, is dope. Get in now. I still haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I'm keen. I watched about half of the first season because I'm, I'm a big Always Sunny fan. So uh, Rob McElhenney's a big... And like Ashley Birch is in there as well. And the woman, the main woman... Yeah, the main woman's Australian as well, so it's it's kind of cool little show. I highly recommend you check out because it's like it really kind of ta- uh, hits that real kind of uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Like you know the game director that's all like full of himself and you know like the, they are the uh, the auteur. The, the auteur like really nails that auteur delivery. You should have just said the Kojima, but yeah. I couldn't think of the word. But yeah, so like the first episode is entirely just about him. Someone recommends they should put a shovel in the game. He's like. I want to make the shovel a weapon. Like, no, no, the shovel is because it's an MMO, Raven's Quest, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, and he's just, he's adamant that it's got to be a weapon. And he's just like, you know, when it's, like, it's, it's just so dumb. And it's, it's a big fan of Rob Beckelhenny, so it's always a win for me. Nice. Werewolves Within do anything for you? No, this was the weirdest shit. I didn't know what was happening. And two, I never played the game. I know it originally was a uh, board game, the, I think. Was it? Was it? And, was and then, it, then, then it was a VR. VR? Yeah. yeah. It was a board game, and then it became a VR game. And then now it's a movie, so it's probably one of the le- one of the weirdest properties I've ever thinking to becoming a movie. Very similar, to like when they were like, "Hey, Space Invaders movie." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like it's that same sort of energy for me. And I'm, but I looked at it and I thought it was I thought it was kind of cool. I, I it it didn't like it could like, it could work. I, it doesn't have the cachet that you know, like say 
and it wasn't in this conference, but like with the Netflix Geek Week stuff, we saw that Splinter Cell was getting an adaptation there. The closest mm. we got to Splinter Cell this week, um, like that looked, you know, that that looked cool. But that obviously speaks to me because I'm a fan of the franchise and the game. This I don't have that connection with, but as a film, I, I'm wondering if it could maybe work. I think it could. I think there there might be something there, um, but yeah, it is. It's just also that weird line. Like, okay, well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, I'm with it, you. Yeah, it, it could go it either seemed, way. It seemed riddled with that weird kind of humor that I think's the younger generation's humor. Yeah, and that's how I know I'm getting old. So it may hit for some. Yeah, I, you saying that did age me a little bit there. Thanks. Um, as we get to the end here, we've got kind of three of their bigger hitters, I guess, from the conference that we're going to focus on. The mm. first is a known commodity. It's Far Cry Six. They showed a cutscene there that showed uh, I can't remember the actual player character, but uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Um, making his way onto a boat that was clearly trying to escape the the uh, what was the island's name again yara yara that's right they're trying to escape yara uh, and then you realize his son or what we believe to be his son is kind of there in the back of the boat and kind of a, they're trying to set up how intimidating that character is and the you know really kind of build him up as this big looming constantly watching figure which was kind of cool but i don't know about you the thing that kind of excited me the most about what they showed was actually what they outlined for the season pass yeah, so first of all, one thing I don't think I'm like, is it just me or does the game look a little bit not awesome? Yeah, visually it doesn't look hot. No, it doesn't look good. Like it's, it looks fine, but it's just kind of like, ooh. No, like you and I have just played Ratchet consoles. and Clank. Yeah. And we look at this and go, oh, ooh. Yeah, they you are obviously very rough, different, mate. but yeah, knowing that it's coming to next gen, I, I look at it and I go, mm, this yeah. seems to be a PS4 game that, or Xbox One game that you've just saved .ps5 or .xsx yeah. or something like that to to say that you've got the next-gen version, but they don't... It doesn't look the part. No, not at all. But, yeah, as I said, the season pass looks cool. So they've essentially set up the idea of this void where all the villains of the past so your pagan mint your joseph seeds and your vas like they get transported into this and we get to play as the bad guys it looked kind of cool like i don't we, you know they didn't show much give me i'll, I'll you're keen you. yeah is, is it like a i'm always a sucker for far cry though is it like a co-op adventure like or is it so like that's some one thing i'm not super clear on like what are we how are we playing this thing I think it's just DLC. I don't, I, I, for that exact, I don't think it's connected to the main game at all. It's just kind of cool no. little DLC. In the same way that, like, because Blood Dragon comes bundled in with this as well, and I think it might be that same level of silly. So like, let's look at an alternate story where you get to play as Vast for a little while. And, I mean, know, that'd be cool. Paying men, yeah. I did notice to your point about Blood Dragon that uh, they just said it's Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. They didn't say remaster or anything like that. Now maybe they don't have to necessarily, but it was something like. It did stand out is that they didn't yeah. outline that this was a remaster or something like that. And you don't, yeah, again, you don't necessarily need to. The way that visual style of that game worked or that DLC kind of worked, is it going to be the biggest beneficiary? Maybe not. But like knowing that the, you know, X Men was with Far Cry 5 that they released the remaster, you know, yeah, remastered version of Far Cry 3. Three so at least yeah. they have put the effort in the past, but. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, but I mean, you and I are both keen on far on the Far Cry as a franchise, always. Um, and I'm keen to keen to see what six is like. I hope it's better than five. I like Two, five, but I I don't know. I feel like it was still a backward step. Would you agree? 
I think four was the backwards step. I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing four now for the first time. I'm like, mm. oh really? Yeah. It's interesting. We'll have to discuss this at some other point. Um, well, I have to finish four first before I make that. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Two games to go. We've got Mario and Rabbids. Uh, what is it called? Sparks of Hope. Nintendo leaked it the night before. Unfortunately, uh, that is the biggest surprise of the whole thing. I think to me that Nintendo themselves like directly leaked something. It's not well, some insider. Of, it's not Ubisoft screwing up like normal. It's it's not Jason Schreier reporting on the next. It's Assassin's not someone Creed. on a train with a laptop because we're all in quarantine, so we're in lockdown. So yeah, like Nintendo someone... posted on their site officially, and they just clearly scheduled it for, to go up too early, but. Yeah, I think they bug it up a time zone. And I think it's just like Nintendo, like they, they're big protectors of their own properties. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, well, we want to make the call. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think of what you saw? Did you uh, play Kingdom look, Battle? I, I did. And I really enjoyed Kingdom Battle. I never finished it though. I ended up lent, because another game came along. So I lent the card to a friend of mine and I've never got it back. So it's a shame. I'm going to I'm gonna have to either buy it again because uh, I'm, I'm going to want to play it because I, I really, really enjoyed it. It goes uh, cheap on the eShop all the time. So, ooh, all right, yeah. done. Uh, yeah, so that that's the where I'm at with it. I'm like, yeah, give me more of that because like that was a that was such a surprise for yeah. me in the way that I was like, well, what it was this is like a Mario turn based like strategy game, like that yeah, like doesn't game, yeah, yeah. And then I played it. I'm like, this is dope. I'm really digging this. It'd be a weird one to actually see because I think, like, and you mentioned your surprise over the whole thing. I think a lot of people were surprised at first because you might remember before the first game was actually officially announced, there was a whole bunch of documents that were leaked. It was like a whole internal presentation. It was like a PowerPoint or something, I guess, that was kind of leaked and it spilled mm. the beans on the on the game and it didn't read very well at all. And so everyone had kind of built up this expectation of what the game is. And while the initial trailer at E3 and you know, Davide Soliani crying on uh, on stage after Miyamoto's introduced him and all that stuff. Like, it was all very nice. I think there was still this layer of skepticism about the whole game. And then it came out and it was mm. awesome. Whereas here, now going into this sequel, no, there's none of that cynicism at all here. And a, and a lot of people off the back of the first one said it's kind of XCOM light. Are people still going to want it to be XCOM light? Or are they going to be looking for that difficulty just ratchet up a little bit now that it's established? Do we take it further or do we, are we still looking to keep it accessible? Because it is Nintendo at the end of the day. I I do wonder what the expectation will come into this. Like, I think the one of the big reasons that the last game worked so well was because everyone's like, I, no, I don't know what this is. And then it turns out to be amazing because the, the bar is so low because the bar yeah. didn't exist. Where here, the bar is there and the bar is high. And I don't know how they're going to follow that up because like, as far as I know, like even XCOM 2 looked like it felt like XCOM. Yeah, XCOM three, three. I don't remember. But like um, you know, they did like it's just Chimera more of the same. There's so much yeah. you can do in a. Yeah, there you go. They can only do so much with that style of game. So I do wonder whether they're going to do it at Final Fantasy and like pivot some real time action in there. You know, like it looked like it a little bit more in the trailer. Like there wasn't, they didn't show any combat at all that I recall. Yeah, that was just kind of been, was showing the characters running around. The environments didn't look necessarily the best for that style of combat. So. Who knows, I guess. It could, could be kind of cool. Mm. And the last game, the one that I don't think, and we've discussed this before we started recording, nobody was really asking for. And now that it's been revealed, I'm still not sure if people are wanting it. But it was clearly meant to be their big hitter. Avatar, not The Last Airbender, the movie franchise, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. What did you make of what you saw? Who, who is this for? 
like the Avatar, the the movie was average. The movie yeah. itself sold as well as it did based on the pure the novelty of the th of the tech of the three D space. If you watch that movie now without it, you come to learn it's a pretty fucking garbage version of Pocahontas. Like it's not a very good movie at all. So why is this a thing? And like, gr granted, that was like nine years ago. That franchise, it's not been we've been littered with sequels since then. Like it's you know, James Cameron years. is yeah, well, at minimum. Like, it's been a long time. Like, James Cameron has been... No, I just felt old. That was me aging myself then. Like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, because it was like, it was like the, my early times at uni. I remember going with my uncle. Yeah, right. Um, so I look, I look at it and I go, well, the, you know, the sequel's in production hell or he's just kind of being so nitpicky about it. So the any staying power the franchise had is gone. Yeah. And I'm sorry, the game isn't going to fill that because A, the story itself isn't that exciting. Two... You know, they have those weird little hair tail things that, like, they used to, like, fuck horses and each other with. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> there's, like... Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I mean, like, unless I can do that in the game, I'm not going to care. Um, I, I just, I, I really don't understand. Like, yeah, the, they back-ended it with, like, <laughs> look at this. And I I just can't see any... I can't see this going well anyway. In any way at all. Visually, it looked great. I'll give him that. Yeah. But... As did the movie. It was, but the movie was all kind of style over substance in the eyes of most of us. The my hope when it comes to this game, and I'm not a bit like you. I'm you know, Avatar the movie was just a bit eh, and that was about it. Um, I was blown away by the tech, but that was that was the extent of it. My hope is that this game, if you're able to mentally separate it from the film franchise, and the original movie was a bit meh, the follow-ups isn't it meant to be a trilogy just kind of stuck in development hell as you mentioned that the game itself on its own might still be fantastic That's yeah but like there's a there's a thing like so use avengers as an example right it was pulled in on its franchise like the entire selling point of this game right now is its franchise yeah it's like oh, yeah, so it's, it's an avatar it game yeah it's never gonna light it up sales wise like other adaptations but maybe yeah, the look, quality of the game can still wrong. be something it may, it may the gameplay might come through on the back end and it might be this excellently well-played game, but, like, no, no one's, one's going to care. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, that big the big hurdle. Maybe, so like, maybe James Cameron like, banked it all himself. He may have. Like, my question is, like, will this game bomb? Probably. But, like, yeah. how do you define it? Like, I, said, I don't think this game is going to make its money back. Whatever the fuck it costs, it's not making it back. Yeah. Because yeah, no, I, Avengers, I think right on that part. Avengers still being shit made most it didn't make it, it took a long time its money back but i mean like it was able to sell it was able to sell as much as it did based on its name recognition alone yeah it didn't make all its money back because they marketed that game up the shit but that the, the the copies that they moved were based on name alone here they're not gonna be able to back up with the name they may, they may not even be able to back up with the gameplay i'm just not yeah the ip's know. not gonna do it yeah i'm with yeah. you so quickly as we wrap things up, because that's everything that they showed at the conference, I guess we can probably very quickly talk about some of the games they didn't show. Beyond Good and Evil 2, I don't know about you. They mentioned before They mentioned before it wasn't wasn't gonna happen. I'm like, why? Yeah. Then why announce that eleven years ago, whatever it was, you know? Yeah, it's been, Feels been way like too one. long. Um uh, what was the role of champions? That was probably the one that surprised me that didn't show. Oh yeah. The kind of skate 
well, not skate, like not a skate is in skateboarding, like a rollerblading, roller derby thing. Like, yeah, people played that at PAX two years ago, like before the well before the pandemic, and had really really good things to say about it. So I'm surprised the thing's not ready yet. What about that? There's of course Splinter Cell. Everyone, you know, everyone's bitching and moaning, myself included, about the the lack of Splinter Cell. But is there anything else that you're expecting to see? Uh, Skull, and, Skull and Bones is forever fucked. Um, Prince of Persia's in hell. Prince of Persia, I think they pretty much implied that it's still rooted, so they're not they, they were going to bring it in. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, I said, Rayman's still not around. Like who, who knows, man? Like I, I, the staples are hit. You know, you got your you got your assassins, you got your Far Cry. You know, you're like you kind of hit everything that you expect them to. Like Just Dance, of course. Yeah. Um, it was safe, I guess. Overall. Yeah, it ticked all the boxes. It was safe. It wasn't incredibly overwhelmingly brilliant. It was fun. Do you think it can ever be brilliant again, a Ubisoft E3 thing, simply because they've been doing UB forwards now on an almost quarterly give or take basis? The fact that they're I kind think- of shooting their shot multiple times a year now as opposed to saving it all for one big thing and having that massive surprise at the end that's not Avatar. Um, well, yeah. I think the one big shot's dead. General, I, I I do really think that there is that they will net they will not be doing a no company will do a one big shot everything at E three again. That's fair. Like, even though E three is back, they're not going to do it. So we may not get that big gangbuster moment. I think they'll try, and they tried. Come with Avatar, but I, I don't know, man. Like yeah. once again, like see, I. Every yeah, like, yeah. where we're where we're at right now, it's it's what 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 time is it? It is currently eight fourteen on Sunday the thirteenth. We haven't seen Microsoft. We haven't seen Bethesda take yeah, so two who's, square who's whatever. Say, yeah. As of right now, this E three is being kind of yeah. you know what I mean. There's been nothing nothing amazing to come out of it, and I do think that part of what you're saying is that that constant delivery throughout the year has has tainted the power of e3 and so will we ever see something this big from ubisoft no we ever see something this big you know this something big again from anyone else no because like you can control the message like until everyone's back in a room which ain't gonna happen for a while at least 12 months for an e3 at least 12 months like it wouldn't surprise me if next e3 is online again because it's fucking cheaper is the big one so i'm not the one that could possibly do that in my eyes just, yeah. the one that could possibly do that in my eyes is still xbox because they're not they're one of the very few companies that aren't having like a, a state of play or a nintendo direct style well thing they had they tried remember with the um they tried to some xbox events and they didn't and they didn't land well they had those xo things but that was kind of their yeah. take on playstation experience the end of year sort of celebration yeah but then they would also they would also have like a little keynote presentation that was supposed to show some things but they all kind of came out you know what I mean? Because yeah, I, I think Halo Infinite was shown off in one of them as well. And everyone went, ooh. Oh, that was their big, that was their big Series X reveal last year. Mm. So oh, I guess a little bit different. It was part of that console reveal. But but still, um, I, I do think you're right, kind of generally speaking, that, yeah, I don't think we're going to see many of those sort of really big balls to the wall where hitting you over and over and over again from start to finish sort of conferences, possibly ever again. And I think I'm still fine with that, mm. given the nature of how thing, like the alternative at the moment. So Betson, thanks. As I said, like I, as I said, I've not, I've not do, I've not had to do shit this year for E3, and it's been amazing. Like, and I don't sleep. feel I've missed out. I don't feel, I don't feel that I've like woken up going, oh, why? Well, I wish I watched that live. And I think Ubisoft was that exact. You know, it was like five in the morning. I'm like, no, 
Yeah, I'll I'll check the press releases when I wake up. That's Benson, exactly what I do. Thanks guys. for coming on board, oh, mate, and sharing no all your worries, thoughts man. on this Thank conference. You so much for There's going to be a whole lot more of these on the Play 2 YouTube channel over the coming days. We've got Xbox, we've got Square Enix, we've got Nintendo, we've got Take 2, we've got God knows what else, because I'm sure there's more and I can't think of them. Everyone and their dog is having a conference this year. Maybe someone will bring up their dog. Didn't John Bernthal do it at Ubisoft a couple of years ago? He did. Breakpoint? Yeah, he did. That was a nice segue, mate. Um, so, Betson, where can people go to catch up with you and everything you do? Yeah, man. So, uh, Pat, like, if you like Pad, you've seen him. You'll be seeing, seeing him around us parts recently, as be, he's been incredibly kind in sharing his uh, preview access with the likes of Ratchet and Clank: Rift Apart and Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake Intergrade over on my PlayStation podcast, which is called For the Players. The Pop, the Pop C PlayStation Pod it comes out every Monday morning, at AM on your podcast services, nine AM on your YouTube's. Uh, yeah, so that's the weekly PlayStation thing where we kind of cover everything PlayStation and everything that involves it. So even this week in E3, we're going to cover the Microsoft conference in, from a PlayStation perspective. Nice. Um, we're discussing about how we want them. We want we want to be scared at the end of it. Like we're not PlayStation fanboys by any sense, but we want at the end of that conference to be like, PlayStation are kind of fucked. Yeah, that's what, are you what do? I want how to end. You, how are you going to match this? It's kind of fascinating. Yeah, because for me, me, for me, a good PlayStation is a competitive PlayStation, and they they are resting very heavily on the confidence that they just destroyed them last generation. I want to see them get trounced. I want to see them get blown out of the water tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good to me. Uh, for you specifically, where pe- where can people go to catch up with you? You want to hear my dumb thoughts on anything and wrestling mostly on uh, Twitter at, at HaggardMC, H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-C. I'm always bullshitting on there. Getting pretty pretty. Pretty good at the Twitters, I think. No. Oh no, you're doing some good shit on Twitter. But the the show, make sure <laughs> make sure to go check out the show uh, as well as uh, wrestling as well. Like you, you've got your PlayStation, yeah, so you've got you, your wrestling. Yeah, so, you're doing awesome stuff there with both of them. Yeah. So so with the pop culturist, you know, uh, we 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 have our pillars of of, of our, our four P's of, of of the pop culture, which is personalities, PlayStation, pro wrestling, and the pop culture is obviously being the other P. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll just so bring me on board, and we'll make that fourth P, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Personalities, pleasures, and pro, pro wrestling, and Paul James, <laughs> or play two even. Why not? Yeah, play. Yeah, they. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, on the Player Two side, make sure to visit the website player2.net.au. We've got the season of gaming hub because we're not suckers and calling it summer of gaming because it's not fucking summer here. Yeah, assholes in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, chilly as fuck. Game fest. Yeah, what it should be called winter games fest. <laughs> Jeff Keeley. It's just like what Xbox used to do with the you know, summer of arcade, and they at least pivoted and called it winter of arcade, but now they're all arrogant pricks up there and don't want to even think of the rest of us. Anyway, uh, there's the Season of Gaming Hub up there. We've got E3 stuff. We've got Summer, uh, summer Games Fest stuff. There's a whole bunch of other bits and pieces that will undoubtedly go on when State of Plays and those sort of things inevitably pop up because PlayStation's going to need to respond to whatever the Xbox does. That'll appear there as well, so go check all that out. But Betson, thanks for coming aboard and sharing all your thoughts, man. No worries. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you for the next one of these dedicated to, I don't know, fucking Xbox.